Blog Talk Radio. RGM, RGM, Time to be wasted. Air-touch. 
risen from the Ma'afa, the reincarnation of Labib Mustafa, the king of the opera, subject of the saga, this pain in my presence, power in my essence, experience through my lessons, globe trotter, soul spotter, stargazer, Elohim, Shabaka, stone praiser, ancient tips from the chalice to cup the grail, tell the stories of my glories from the depths of hell, oh well, as the pages of my book turn, I burn like ether, ashes in the urn, sprinkle me, I return, as a freedom fighter, overstander, truth writer, lighter, or the catalyst, maybe antagonist, mathematicist, sacred geometric strategist, the builder, protracted, seeing panorama, infuser, animus, analyzing anarchist, as a pianist, puts melanin to scale, inhale, tell me what you smell, this is one eye focusing through the gnosis, meditate, levitate, over primal oceans, to medicate, educate, over foolish notions, now you overstand, kings and queens, and no quotient. with everybody out there in Radio Land, Cyberland. This is Brother Jamal back at you one more time for another rousing episode of Tips and Tricks Tuesday. Once again, I'm sitting in for Brother Blackwater, the Man of Magician. I want to say Happy New Year to you all out there because this is our first Time uh, broadcasting in the new year. So 2017 is upon us. We've already talked about the significance of the uh, numbers 2017. So now we are in it. We are in the season of the number 10 and 10 and simple math breaking down to 1 one being whole, so we are back into the cycle of wholeness. So uh, it is time to get busy. It's been time to get busy, but now it's kind of like you had time for your pregame warm-up. Now it's showtime. So welcome, welcome, welcome. It's always a pleasure to be able to sit in and chit-chat. If you want to call in, 
Call-in number is 626-414-3535. That's 626-414-3535. Last time I was on, I was fighting a little bug, so I'm glad to have my full faculties about myself today, this evening. I want to acknowledge the visionaries of this platform, First World Order Radio, which is the network that you are tuned into. And those visionaries are Dr. Aileen L. Bay and his goddess Kadira. I want to recognize them, thank them for opening up their platform and allowing others to come on and share and add to the multitude of dishes that are being served on the buffet. I need to apologize, too, because I, I, a lot of times I don't mention another powerful member of the First World Order family, and that's uh, Brother Fahim L. So shout out to that brother who gets on and drops that more science. want to send a shout out to Blackwater, the Meta Magician. And uh remind you all that this Friday, January 13th, will be the last installment of Wachita Semitwai, where this brother basically is showing you how to take control of your life force and its multitude of uh, expressions. So um, he gives out literature as well as host the class. So if you've missed out, definitely want to take advantage this Friday, at least get in there and get some information for this last installment. To reach out to the brother, if you got any questions or you just want to correspond in the future about other things and, and soliciting this brother to come out and teach on uh, how to maneuver to understand and to control for your positive benefit, your life force, your energy, your chi, then reach out to this brother. This is a, a well-studied master in this area, 336-254-7418. That's 336-254-7418, Blackwater the Meta Magician. Cool business. Okay, now uh, you can, uh, if you want to ever check out some more of some of the things I have to say or whatever, you can go and check out my YouTube channel. It's called The Gnosis, that's G-N-O-S-I-S, and uh, do some little short video blogs and talking about various topics of uh, higher consciousness and just some things, just basically critical thinking. So stop by there and subscribe. Want to bring to your attention, especially for those here in the Dallas Fort Worth area, there has been um, a great deal of interest expressed in formalizing some type of incubator for people to come in and to develop and share occult slash metaphysical knowledge. And 
the sister Purplest, aka the Web, has um, taken it upon herself to initiate this task, and it has come into fruition. So this Friday, that's January 13th, 7 p.m., Dallas, Texas. 1705 Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard 75215 in Dallas We will have the first meeting Of the inner sanctum And You do not Want to miss This gathering If you are in the area Now if you're not In the area uh, don't fret. There will be, uh, inshallah, there will be a, a, a DVD of the gathering, and it will be made available. There is a um, just reminder: there is a fifteen dollar door charge, and this is going towards covering the rental of the room. Okay, uh, we we we're in. A food chain basically And we know that those Who are Providing the space for us They need to eat Because if they don't eat We don't have these spaces available For us So we ask the people to come out and support So that we can keep Things of this nature going But we need to Make sure that those people who have taken on The mighty task The mighty financial uh, stress and time task of getting this mighty structure, which you'll see this this huge building that these brothers have uh, gotten and the, the, the mighty potential that it has, what they're going to need more than anything, Brother Amin Rashidi, uh, is they're going to need people to support. And this is one way to ensure that uh, these brothers get this building up and rolling because this building is a community resource center is what it's going to be. 1705 Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard is going to be a community resource center. We're talking about education, training, job placement, uh, event center, lecture center, classroom, Places to uh, to set up businesses in where you can run your your business out of a brick and mortar. We're talking about all encompassing. So the uh, the the potential is through the roof, but uh, potential will be no more than potential if it's not mobilized. So. We're going to do our part this Friday to support the brother Amin Rashidi as he supports us. And we're all supporting each other because it's going to be a dynamic evening where you're going to learn how to become a master student, which leads to you being a master teacher. So often we hear these terms used, oh, he's a master teacher. She's a master teacher. But 
really and truly, we are in the age of Aquarius, where it's the age of knowing. So those of us who are on this path, on this quest, are charged to go beyond being onlookers and making sure that we don't have the groupie mentality. The groupie mentality or the, the, the cult mentality or the church mentality, all of the above. It is time for each and every person to become a master, no longer looking for the master to become the master. What will be unique about this evening is that you've heard so many people in the metaphysical occult underground for the last, oh, at least 20 years, 20-plus years, who've been coming with this off-the-wall knowledge, code breakers. What we're going to delve into Friday, topic will be symbolism 101. Along with delving into the science of symbolism, understanding how it has these abstract components that still have effects in your mundane life and your spiritual life, we're going to also be learning how to develop the mind of a master from the angle of how to study. That is uh, my hallmark. That's what I hang my hat on, as the old preachers used to say. Let me hang my hat here. So, uh, you know, I always like to start with this public service announcement that, uh, it is imperative that people begin reading, studying, building libraries. It is imperative. The cliff notes, the spark notes will not get you through. And uh, let's consult this little scripture here. We've read it before. We're going to do it again. Revelations, it opens up. As soon as it opens up. Third verse, blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of the prophecy and heed the things that are written in it, for the time is near. Ladies and gentlemen, the time ain't near. The time is here. It is time for you to become the master. So get your pleasing, pleasant face in the place. January 13th, that's this Friday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, 1705 Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, Dallas, Texas, 75215. If you got questions, you want to reach out to Purplist at EloriaWeb at MSN.com. That's E-L-O-R-I-A-W-E-B-B at M-S-N dot com. Or you can also reach out to me, I'm Brother Jamal, at H-J-Robinson-360 at gmail dot com. All right. I'm excited. So, tonight, 
What are we going to talk about for this first show of the new year? Well, I thought maybe we should deal with something on the lines of metaphysics versus occultism. And uh, we're not going to tarry long on this. Uh, We just want to touch on a few things. Um, But I think it's something we do need to visit, though. Metaphysics versus occultism, because they are often used or they're interchanged, but are they necessarily uh, the exact same? Uh, So we want to delve into that this evening. But before I do, I guess I got to give this prerequisite or this uh not a prerequisite but a um disclaimer so to speak that basically tonight is going to be a series of contradictions i'm even going to contradict myself now that's something almost like suicide for a person to say i'm going to contradict myself Because you always want to present to people the idea that from day one you were in command of of your knowledge and you you were on the right track and, you know, you've you've only expanded and you're always right and exact. A lot of people do that. A lot of people come off that way. Like, you know, they they just – I remember when I used to go to church, this I knew that – I was different, and maybe preachers were a little full of it. Because I remember I'd be—I was one of the few children that actually used to listen to sermons. You know, I could understand them. So I remember preachers would talk about how you know the Lord came to me the other night, and He said, "James," and I'm thinking to myself, "Man, God ain't never came to me and called my name like Jamal. It's never happened to me." What is this nigga doing? I, I, is it in the? Is it the oil? Is it that communion juice? I got to figure. I got to figure out what is he doing. And I came to the conclusion. It's like they used to tell all those stories. I was like, well, why is it I can't see somebody walk across water now? I want to see it now. And as you get older, you realize that. Sometimes people may be not being exactly truthful about things, you know, but they present themselves like they just would be, they've always had this magical connection with God and the word just settled on my heart. One preacher would say, my ear is to the heart of God. You're like, oh man, you can't question a nigga who got his ear right on the Lord's chest. So I'm keeping it real with you. This is going to be, I'm going to contradict myself tonight, and I'm going to tell you what's the God shit about it. If you are constantly evolving and changing, which is what, if you say you're into the occult, 
and metaphysics included, and you are not changing, then you really ain't in what you think you in. Let's, 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 let's establish that first and foremost. The only thing that is constant in the cosmos is change. So if it ain't a time where you're changing and contradicting, you know how people always say, oh, you've changed. You ain't the same. And you're not supposed to be. If you've known me for these 39, 40 years, there's certain things you're going to say. Yeah, Jamal's always been like this. Like he's always been a little different. He's always been a little strange or outside the box. But what area that he was into outside of the box keeps changing, keeps changing. And you can talk to me today and talk to me two weeks from now and be like, that ain't he, something done changed. Or it might be a few days that something done changed. And that is what we're supposed to be, not saying that I got it figured out, but what one thing I do got figured out is that I got to keep changing. I got to keep pushing. This was never supposed to be something where you found you some new box to get into. You got this grano with Pastor Porkchop and Deacon Doolittle and Sister So-and-So, so you left Mount Bethesda Missionary Baptist Church of Holiness, God and Christ, AME Zion Church, and you went over and found you some new type of church organization to get involved with because you still have a Christian mind. This is not what this is about. This is, this, whether you're talking about metaphysics or occultism, you're talking about delving into the highest sciences known to creation because everything can be pulled out of this realm. This is the realm of mythology. This is the realm of physics, quantum physics. This is the realm of biology. This is the realm of physiology. This is the realm of, of law. Everything it comes out of this. There ain't nothing higher. So religion is a step down, step down, step way, way, way down. At least dogmatized religion is a step, step way down version of what this conglomerate of sciences represents. So if this is just some little box that you can find yourself in, in this world, you ain't really in it. And you can't tiptoe through this thing. This stuff you got to you got to apply your full mind to this. It's the only way that you can you can even get anywhere in this, any greater understanding. And you got to be willing to feel stupid, to feel confused, to feel lost. Because until you're willing to do that, you can't get to greater understanding and push further. Because this thing is a constantly expanding and growing thing. So I say all that to justify to justify uh, 
be contradicting myself, basically. So let me just introduce some contradictions that are common to all of us on this journey that we're on. The fact that we are aware of our godhood is a contradiction. It contradicts this illusion that we live in. How is it you are God or a goddess, and every time you eat, you got to go and pass it through your system and sit on this little round porcelain object? How is it that you got to go to sleep or else you're worthless or you'll just die? How is it that, you know, you get tired or you get emotionally drained, but you're a god? That's a contradiction in itself. But it does not mean, it does not negate the fact that we are gods and goddesses. It doesn't negate it. Life is full of contradictions. The reality that death is the ultimate freedom, that's a contradiction. We see death as being uh, 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 in the mundane sense, not on the cult level. But in the mundane world, death is like the end. That's a wrap. So how can that be freedom? Well, now I don't even, I won't even be able to drive my car. I won't be able to taste my mama's good spaghetti no more. How is that freedom? The reality that we are closer to being gods at birth than we are in our so-called conscious adult lives. How could that be? You can't even talk when you when you first born. You can't even hold your big head up. You can't even do nothing but lay around and sleep and suckle on your mother's breast. How can you be closer to God? You don't even know up from down, lick from spit. Contradiction, so it seems. All these things seem to be contradictions. The fact that what makes you weaker makes you stronger. That's a contradiction. How is it I can go in the gym and by me huffing and puffing, struggling with these large dumbbells until I feel that my, my muscles have failed me, and then I begrudgingly walk across the gym to these cardio machines, cussing along the way, climb up on this machine and and maneuver it until I'm out of breath and panting and feel like it's like, damn, I ain't got nothing left in me. How is it that that actually going to make me stronger? doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense at first glance. But everything is a contradiction. Everything in the world of duality is about contradiction. So, tonight's episode, again, will follow suit. I ask you this, how can we have gnosis or knowledge and still there be room for us to contradict ourselves? Because you would think that once you have knowledge, I know this. I remember I used to, when I was, First starting studying hard and reading, I would get a book or get a couple of books and I'd read them and I'd call my daddy and I would 
give him a lecture on the phone. And my dad just be sitting back. He just be laughing. He like, all right, preacher, you don't woke me out. I'm gone. My dad will give you a limit. He'll give you 30 minutes at the tops. You do 30 with Henry, you done good because he, he ain't standing on the phone long. But I always thought when I would get these couple of books, oh, I got to figure it out. I got it. I got it. And then lo and behold, I keep going. I'd be like, no, nah, that wasn't it. It was a piece, but that wasn't it. Now, what that tells us is that the greatest knowledge of everything is that everything is going to change, like I said earlier. You always have contradictions. Now, if you never contradict yourself, then that means you're stuck. Now, I ain't talking about on no mundane level. Like last week you said, uh, you said, uh, I ain't never got no money. And then, you know, or you, I asked you to contribute on some gas. We're going somewhere. You're like, I ain't got no money. I ain't never got no money. And then this week you talk about, man, I keep a pocket full of money. That's a contradiction. That's a mundane. That just means you're a liar. But we're talking about when it comes to understanding when you feel like you have reached a point where you have supreme wisdom, like the, like the, Five percent of say supreme wisdom, supreme understanding. When you get to that point, and then you find out that oh no, oh no, no, there's more. You are supposed to go through that on this journey. Now, 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 some people gonna debate that. I hear somebody's mind out there, the wheels turning. Somebody's thinking, no, not for me. I know. I know. Well, some people may debate that. But I offer this to you. If we still down here going to the bathroom, going to work, driving in cars, inhaling carbon dioxide and smog outside and all types of chemtrails and everything else, if we still out here living through all of that, then you have not figured it out. Because if you had figured it out, you would have ended all this. Because the moment it is completely figured out by anyone, which is what we it's what this is what we're really pushing for. To get to that final step. And when one person hits it, then Bobby always talk about it's gonna be like some some gas in the room and somebody light a match and it's just gonna the, 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 the flames are just going to expand and it's going to be like a bomb. So if you're not pushing, pushing and stretching yourself and, 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 and seeking more, more understanding, experimenting with what you understand or what the knowledge that you're gaining, you experiment when you, let's say if you're doing your rituals, when you, the more understanding and knowledge you get of just the whole picture, when you do your rituals, they have more power now. When you think something to manifest it, you draw it to you quicker. If you're not doing that, but you say that you're in this, you really ain't helping the cause because you, you you're stagnant. You're becoming stagnant energy, and that is a problem. Stagnation is what is a large weapon against what 
we are pushing for if you are using putting your occult hat on. You need energy to move, to flow. You don't need any stagnation. Now, we often talk about the many trends, and we do it on this show. We talk about, you know, the hard copy stuff, what we see going on in the world, you know, the different moves that are being made by the government, the elite. and But when we're doing that, we are putting it under a, under a metaphysical and then further occult lens so that we can, it helps us gauge where we are in the overall journey. Um, but, um, and we also talk about certain things that can enhance our lives. Tonight, we're going to try to go a little deeper, though. Tonight, we want to go deeper. So let's first deal with metaphysics. And we're not, you know, like I say, this is going to be pretty quick. We're going bada-bing, bada-boom. Uh, metaphysics. Meta means between or above. Prefix meta, between or above. And physics just basically means physical existence. So metaphysics is the study of that which goes between and or above physical reality. Okay? In essence, metaphysics is, let's say it's like the understanding that there is more than just the physical reality of flesh and bone and gross matter. Okay, it delves into the breath. And when you talk about breath, you're talking about spirit. And when you talk about breath, you're also talking about life force. Now, what does the spirit do? Or the breath. Whenever we use spirit, just, just think breath, those two are interchangeable. Spirit allows you to merge two worlds. Basically, you can merge the seen with the unseen. Spirit would be the conduit of the middle path on the Kabbalah, Tree of Life. Merges those two worlds together, okay? It also is the conduit that invigorates the blood. It animates matter. It's the transporter of primal life force. Now, the breath transporter properties also allow the primal energy to be refined and elevated, which activates your godhood. But here's the question. What is the primal energy? What is the primal energy? Now, we've all heard a lot of information on melanin, melanin, melanin. And melanin is, we could say, in the physical sense, is liquefied God. 
cerebral spinal fluid. It's 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 it permeates you. It's basically God permeating your existence. That uh, verse that we went over last time we were on Amos seven and eight it said, "I will put a plumb line in the midst of my people." That plumb line, like you see in uh, the the, the uh, Marvel character with the X Men Apocalypse, you see. Apocalypse has these plumb lines around his shoulders that are running down in his body. That's that's the same thing. That is representing the melanin flowing through the temple or the body. That is the primal substance. That is basically the equivalent of crude oil. Okay? So metaphysics is the science of taking crude oil Carbon, soot, fat, shit, and refining it into its higher form. That's what metaphysics deals with. Now, that is very, very, very close to what occultism is. You're taking this primal material, because when we talk about something primal, the word prime, primal has the root prime, which means first. First. So that which came first. Think it of on a physical, on the, in the physical world. Before you had food, there had to be fertilizer. Soot, sat, sit, shit, shit came down first and shit settled on that soil and the shit had nutrients nitric oxides and other uh, chemicals compounds that could be extracted and the soil fed on that and then that produced the vegetation Metaphysics is the science of cultivating. Occultism is the science of studying in greater depth the shit. The shit. I want to read you something. I'll tell you where I'm going with this. Stay with me because, you know, I said the shit come first. What came first, the food or the shit? The shit, because the shit had to be there in order for the ground to be fertilized to produce the food to be eaten, okay? So, occultism, if we had to look at what is maybe the, maybe what is the most glaring difference between occultism and metaphysics is that occultism focuses more on eschatology, the end. How is this going to end? Understanding that end does not mean what we think it does in our normal connotative sense. End meaning how do we transition? Now look at When you're talking about the end, you must first know the beginning, okay? 
what did we say came first? The shit came first. All right? So, let's go to Bentley Layton's Gnostic Scriptures, and we're going to the Gospel according to Thomas. And in, in these, they call them sayings. So, saying 18 in the Gospel according to Thomas, it says, The disciples said to Jesus, Tell us how our end will come to pass. Jesus said, Then have you laid bare the beginning? So that you are seeking the end For the end will be where the beginning is Blessed is the person who stands at rest in the beginning That is that is the manifesto for occultism Right there Right there Bentley Layton's Gnostic Scriptures The Gospel According to Thomas Let me one, 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 one more time Read it again. The end is where the beginning is. The disciples said to Jesus, tell us how our end will come to pass. Jesus said, then have you laid bare the beginning so that you are seeking the end? For the end will be where the beginning is. Blessed is the person who stands at rest in the beginning. And that person will be acquainted with the end and will not taste death. Ladies and gentlemen, that is your manifesto for occultism. That's it. You become more fascinated with the shit because you understand that the light comes out of the darkness. The vegetation represents the Christ. Okay? The seed that comes, that is, that is cultivated. But what the seed is cultivated in is the fertilized ground, the shit phase. And that is the beginning. Because until the ground can be fertilized, there can be no vegetation. An, an, an equivalent would be ash. Notice you always have these black, dark substances that represent these very fertile uh, uh, um, environments for things to grow. When a forest fire occurs, I'm sure many of you have heard this a thousand times, the forest is the most fertile after a forest fire because the ash supplies the chemical makeup to produce new vegetation. So people who are in occult studies are not fascinated with Oh, I want to see black blood run. Oh, I want to cut off a baby's head and drink the blood. Oh, I'm so evil. And ain't got nothing to do with none of that shit you've seen on TV, in the movies. None of that. None of that. It's a fact. It is an in-depth study into the doorway. The doorway. And shit is the doorway. I got to grab this Bible. Young Literal Translation Bible. I paid $50 for this Bible just for this one particular passage. Young Literal, and I'll bring this Friday to the event. Young's Literal Translation. Now, when you read normal accounts, of Noah's Ark, what it was built from, 
Now, you'll hear that it was built from cedar, from uh, gopher wood. Uh, uh, let's see. I can't remember some of the other ones. I don't know why I didn't mark this doggone page. Uh, I think they start talking about Noah around the 17th chapter, I think. Uh, no, 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 no. Seventh chapter, I think they start talking about Noah and the, and the what you call him in Genesis. Uh, I just want to read y'all this, how Noah was instructed. This is the only Bible or only version of the Bible that I found uh, this particular type of wood they said to build the ark out of. And this is a major occult key here. Let's see. Um, oh, wait a minute. I may be too far back or too far forward. He starts building the ark in the sixth chapter. Well, either way. Uh-oh. Making an arc of gold wood covered with. Either way, in this one, it says that God instructs Noah to build the ark out of shittim. Shittim. Now, what is first four letters? S H I T. Shit. So, again, we're talking about, of course, we're not talking about an actual boat or anything literal. We're talking about that which is to carry the divine seed. In ancient Kemet, we've got the scarab, the dung beetle. And we know that it balls itself up inside of dung or doo-doo or excrement. And, and uh, it is reborn from that. So, this is what occultism is. It is an understanding of shit, basically. So, in most cases, metaphysicians are showing you ways to improve your existence through becoming more in tune with your highest self and how to ignite your dark matter, which was the shit, how to ignite it to release God within you. The occultist, though, is ultimately looking to release that God to transcend humanity altogether. Not to improve it, but to transcend it. Now, now I want to I want to make sure I'm clear on this that neither one is right or wrong. If there's nothing else that we know as melanated people is that we have to wear multiple hats. So your nationalist brothers and sisters, they have a place. Your globalists, your pan-African, pan-globalists, they got their place. Even people in various religions, everybody is valid because everybody is where they're supposed to be.
The metaphysicians definitely have their place. If nothing else, we can say the metaphysicians and the occultists are on a higher plane than all the others because they're dealing on something that goes beyond just this physical existence. They're on a higher plane. But what comes a problem is that people in whatever, if they choose to put themselves in a little box, tend sometimes to get a little judgmental and get to talking about how this one ain't this and this one ain't that because they don't look the part. They don't dress the part. They don't act the part. They don't say all the words. To, and that is mundane trash. It don't amount to a hill of beans. But I must say, though, like I said, the metaphysicians and the occultists are on the higher planes. When we're talking about of delving into what's the next step, we have a lot of attempts at trying to go back to something. The historian spends a lot of time talking about the way it was. And all the different other subgroups that may come off of that, you know, talking about politics and governance and things of that way, things of that nature of how things were, not understanding that we've been falling the whole time, going through the excrement phase. Do you know that Christ is the same as excrement? So we've been going through this Christ phase, which is the shit phase, which is the Anubis opening of the way. You open the way so that you can have a good bowel movement. Anubis opens the way to the underworld. So people can have whatever little groups they want to get in. But make no bones about it. This is the this is the highest science. So if you've incarnated here at this time to even be able to sit and even contemplate things of this nature, then heavy is the crown on your head. Because once you gain some interest in this and you gain any degree of of understanding and knowledge. You are now charged that you got to keep scratching and digging. Because you can't, you can't, although we have to wear different hats at times, once you get into this occult side, you can talk about things, but you got to all, you know, in, in, from a certain standpoint of, you know, like we talk about how, uh, you know, computers are taking over and people are losing their ability to think and function and homes are broken up, violence and and uh, relationships, how black men and black women are not together and we get into all of these different things. But none of those things truthfully are cult. Not from the standpoint of, damn, look at this shit. Look how fucked up, look how messed up we are. On the occult level, 
what you see as the absolute worst is representing something great that is coming into fruition. That's what's messed up about it. The occult is a world of paradoxes. What stank on one side is a plethora of roses and, 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 and fragrant flowers on the other. We are challenged to ask ourselves, am I really digging into this occult thing? Now, that don't mean that you just, I mean, you sit around here and you don't wash your ass and, you know, you don't go to work and you just, I'm on the dark side. I ain't got to do nothing. No, 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 no. It's about stretching your mind. Your mind. We call ourselves gods and goddesses, but, but, but we, 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 we tap out from time to time. You don't understand what we're really saying when we call ourselves that. We're saying that we understand that our minds ultimately created all of this. Our minds created all this. So it will be our minds that will end it. The level of understanding that we keep pushing for, that's what's going to end it. Let me give you another. Let me give you an example out of the Bible. And it talks about the occult. You know, this is a familiar story. It's talking about the death of uh, Lazarus. And what we see here, when you get into the occult, one of the subheadings in that is necromancy and quote unquote black magic. Necromancy is raising and communicating with the dead, okay? That's considered to be satanic and dark magic and this and that. Well, hell, it's right up in the Bible. John chapter 11, 14, 15. Then Jesus said unto them plainly, Lazarus is dead, and I am glad for your sakes that I was not there to the intent ye may believe. Nevertheless, let us go unto him. Now, now, ho, 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 ho. Let's not skip past that. Did 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 he just say to the end? I am glad for your sakes that I was not there. To the intent ye may believe. So what he's saying is, I'm glad that I was not there to prevent him from dying to save him. That's occultism. He's he's he's. This is a parable. Is expressing. The importance of death Something has to be destroyed Something has to die In order for something new Some new reality To come into fruition So we see the Christ figure Is expressing that right here So we skip down to Verse 38 through 44 It says Jesus therefore again groaning in himself Cometh to the grave this is after, you know, Lazarus is dead. It was a cave, and a stone lay upon it. Stop. Hold up. Wait a minute. Jesus, therefore, again, groaning in himself, cometh to the grave. That's an occult. Oh, that's, a, that's a code. Grave. That's initiation. See, a grave is something you go into. Just like you go into the womb, 
The womb is the same as the tomb. So when you have to, when you read the scripture, you got to pick up on symbolism. Grave. The word initiate means to go into. So he went into. He cometh to the grave. It was a cave. And a stone lay upon it. There goes your pineal gland reference, of course. Jesus said, take ye away the stone. Martha, now also that means too, that means your brain. Your brain is the covering. So let me back. In, in, in this instance, when you see stone, and it's talking about the stone as in blocking, that is the human brain. The human brain is blocking the path to the cave where the pineal gland is seated. So let me correct myself. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, saith unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh. There we go. Did we just say stink? What stinks over here represents something else on the other side? For he hath been dead four days. We could spend a lot of time breaking all this down. That four days got something to it, too. But we're going to keep going. Jesus, Jesus said unto her, Said I not unto thee that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. And I knew that thou hearest my, me always. But because of the people which stand by, I said, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. And then he thus had spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. That's necromancy. He called on the dead person to come forth. And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave cross, and his that's a cold too. And his face was bound about with a napkin. Jesus said unto him, Loose him and let him go. Let God go. Let him out. Now, what's amazing about this, I'm sure y'all already know this, but the name Lazarus, you have to break that down. Take the L off and take the oos off the back end. And what you got? Azar. Azar us. Azar. What's another story we know about a man who has been killed and he's reconstituted and he's brought back to life? Don't that sound like Ahsar, the story of Ahsar? So see how they hide Osiris in the Bible? This is a story, this is an occult story. You're going to that which is dead and you're resurrecting that. It's necromancy. The whole, the whole thing of Jesus' death and resurrection, necromancy. This is also exploring the mysteries of Satan. So one thing I want to say is that in this true essence, and we're moving along, I think we, we think we got that. In its true essence, I think I gotta really we gotta hang our head on this. Occultism is really not a communal activity. It's actually very lonely. And the human aspect of us is very afraid of being alone. 
Now, I'm not saying that we got to be these these monks who are recluses and things, you know, up in the mountains with a bald head and, you know, drinking soup out of a wooden bowl. Um, But the path itself is really lonely. And that scares a lot of people because the human aspect of us needs companionship. It needs validation that we're okay and we need we need the feeling of warmth and love and things of that nature. You can have that. You can have that. But the actual occult journey is lonely. It's lonely. Because in essence, there's only the one that res- that exists anyway. None of us really exist. We are just expressions of the one. So when you get on that occult journey, you are you are you are honing in on focusing on this oneness. And therefore you have to be alone because you're alone anyway because there's only just you. Only you exist. The rest of us don't exist. Only you. And at the very end of all of this, when we get to the end, there will just be one. You think about this one massive ball of energy that started emanating light, and those lights fractured and fractured and fractured. And they started taking on personalities and assuming that they were independent, when all alone they were all just emanations from one source. And see, that's where metaphysics and occultism are very, I mean, pretty much on par of understanding this source and wanting to tap into it. The main difference is just that occultism focuses more on the actual end. Metaphysics typically is going to focus on ascension and occultism is talking about descending. And although those two seem to contradict each other, they don't in essence because if you study the story of how Shiva came into existence, Shiva came into existence because Brahma and Vishnu got into a fight. And Vishnu took off and and said, I'll fly up to the highest heights. And Brahma took off and said, I'll fly down to the lowest lows. And when they took off, they realized they could never, it was a biz, it was not, never ending. And, and what came about out of them was this huge phallus that's never ending, which is Shiva. So the metaphysician is ascending or focusing on that, and the occultist is focusing on descending. And just in that, Christ appears. Because ultimately, we speak different languages, but not even subconsciously, but unconsciously, there is one thing that's being looked for to bring about. Journeying back home 
and getting through this maze or this labyrinth that we created for ourselves, maneuvering it and getting through it, that's the ultimate goal. So back to occultism, though, specifically, everything is backwards in occultism. Everything's backwards. So you have to look at everything that the Western pilgrim or European is doing to be diabolical is actually working to his detriment. He is just a slave of destiny. Okay? So now's the part where things might seem a little strange. Some folk might get upset. Uh... Because now that's where we're going to stretch and we're going to see just how uh, much of an occult mind do we have, okay? So let me throw this out first. Movie Dark Crystal. Dark Crystal. You heard Bobby Hemmett talking about it, okay? In the movie, you got the the, the, the antagonist, uh, the Greflin. And the Skeksis, the Greflin are the ancient people, um, and they are under attack from the Skeksis. The Skeksis are these hideous-looking bird creatures, vulture-looking creatures, and they are sustaining themselves by extracting the essence from these little Greflins. And we all know what the essence is. The essence is, of course, melanin. All right? So this one little boy named Jen is the Christ figure in the movie, and he goes on the journey to to return the shard, which is a piece of crystal, back to its original source. Ain't that what we're talking about? He goes on the hero's journey. When he returns, he goes through all these different perils and things. He meets a woman along the way, so they put in the 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 uh, Isis Osiris component. He saves this woman, okay. But in the end, when he returns the shard to the crystal and he defeats the Skeksis, this is what happens. All of the Greflin who had died off, they reappear. And all of the Skeksis who were so worried about being eradicated, what happens is they end up getting absorbed back into the original source. Now, understand when you hear the word absorption, absorption is the same as murder. Absorption is the same as destruction. Absorption is the same as destruction. Okay? Some things are just semantics. Murder sounds harsh, but absorption sounds better. We just want to go and absorb some of these people. Now, I say that as a preface to these things that we see going on that we got to flip it 
and look through an occult lens. Okay? Recent news. Serena Williams is engaged to Reddit co-founder. And they say that he's, you know, we know Reddit is a big-time, uh, I guess, racist online outfit. And you like, your first thought in your pan-African, pan-globalist, black mind, nationalistic mind, race first mind is she, what, what, what is wrong with her? Or then some of us might say, well, what did some black man do to her that pushed her to do that? See, some of us, we, we, we cherry pick. Sometimes when it's the women, it's, well, who drove her to do that? When it's the man, look at that trash. Look at him. So we're not we're not even handed with this. But let's just look at it, say we all gonna look from one perspective, like, I can't believe Serena, what's wrong with her? Okay? That's that's how that's that's a very human reaction. We see all these police murders. There's almost one every month now. Government atrocities. Increased black on black crime. Even in your cities, you're seeing people driving crazy, sporadic. Uh, cousin told me a story about up in North Carolina. There was some uh, guy who was driving behind a woman. She's not going fast enough for him. He gets pissed. He goes around her, pulls out a gun, and shoots in her car just because she was driving too slow. Hits a three-year-old baby. Baby's dead. That's horrific. People snapping. Even as 2016 closed up, all of the so-called quote-unquote conscious battles, the WWF versus the WWE, you know, all these different characters, social media taking the place of human interaction, it's a tragedy. Children of the near uh, past, the present, and the future losing the ability to write. That's a reality that's coming. They will not be able to write. You know, right now we have, uh, 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 when I worked, I was amazed. I worked with people, adults in their late 20s that couldn't write in cursive. I, I, I was like, I, I, I just assumed it, I, an adult could write in cursive, but we have people now in their late 20s, they're probably, I guess, the first generation that can't write in cursive. And now we got generations that will not be able to write, period, because all they will know is working on some tablet or a phone. Their thumbs are going to get bigger, and they're going to develop a webbed-looking thumb from using it so much. Then there's an explosion of the gay population. I was telling uh, somebody the other day, you can't even, when you're in the gym now, you know, it used to be you go in the gym, uh, you pass a brother, you like, oh, what's up, brother? You know, what's happening? Or, you know, whatever, whatever. Now you got to be careful about going up, and you can't even make eye contact in the gym. 
It used to be back in the day, it might be one gay dude, you know, everybody knew, you know, he's, you know. But now, you might go in there and it'd be the majority of the gym is around there killing them S's, you know, and, and, and you know, doing what they do. And, it's, and they're very aggressive, you know, almost like stalkers. And we got people stuck on religion still and still getting pimped by religious leaders, getting pimped by conscious leaders too. Okay, you got tech is replacing human workers. It's replacing the human brain. The food supply is relegated to semi-real down to pure poison. We got gender wars going on everywhere. In every community. And there's increased surveillance and less privacy. These are just a few things that's going on. All things that can make us cringe in certain regards when we look at the world we're living in. But if we take a truly occult lens, all the stuff I just named is beautiful. All the stuff is beautiful. Let me see if I can pull up this uh this um this I always talk about this story about Al Akhtar, but I wanna actually read it. I'm trying to find it on my phone. I got it saved. Um I ain't going to take forever. If I can't find it, then I'll just. But it's good to explain, to set up what we're going, how we're going to dissect all this. Um, There we go. Well, that's not the one I want, but. Okay, let's see what this one says. Uh, Okay. The Quran states that they meet. This is, okay, Al-Akhdar represents the heart chakra, okay? Now, uh, he meets, let me just start here. In Surah, this is... uh, Surah 18, Surah Al-Kaf, and it's Ayat 65-82. Moses meets the servant of God, referred to in the Quran as one of our slaves, whom we had granted mercy from us and whom we had taught knowledge from ourselves. Uh, And the Quran states that they meet at the junction of the two seas, junction, crossroads. That's the heart. And Moses asks for permission to accompany the servant of God so Moses can learn right knowledge of what he has been taught. The servant informs him in a stern manner that their knowledge is of different nature. Did you hear that? The servant informs him in a stern manner that their knowledge is of a different nature and that, quote, surely you, Moses, cannot have patience with me. And how canst thou have patience about things about which thy understanding is not complete. 
Moses promises to be patient and obey him unquestioningly, and they set out together. After they board a ship, ship, the servant of God damages the vessel. Forgetting his oath, Moses says, have you made a hole in it to drown its inmates? Certainly you have done a grievous thing. The servant reminds Moses of his warning. Did I not say to you that you will not be able to have patience with me? And Moses pleads not to be rebuked. Next, the servant of God kills a young man. Moses again cries out in astonishment and dismay, and again the servant reminds Moses of his warning. And Moses promises that he will not violate his oath again, and that he, if he does, he will excuse himself from the servant's presence. Then they proceed to a town where they are denied hospitality. This time, instead of harming anyone or anything, the servant of God restores a decrepit wall in the village. Wall, spine, kundalini. Yet again, Moses is amazed and violates his oath for the third and last time, asking why the servant did not at least exact some recompense for it. The servant of God replies, this shall be separation between me and you. So basically, he's had enough of Moses' ass. This is the heart. The heart is telling his lower self, I've had enough of you. So this shall be separation between me and you. Now I will inform you of the significance of that with which you could not have patience. Many acts will seem to be evil, malicious, or somber. Actually are merciful. Let me read that again. Many acts which seem to be evil, malicious, or somber actually are merciful. This is some occult shit right here. The boat was damaged to prevent his owners from falling into the hands of a king who seized every boat by force. And as for the boy, his parents were believers, and we feared lest he should make disobedience and ingratitude to come upon them. God will replace the child with one better in purity, affection, and obedience. As for the restored wall, the servant explained that underneath the wall was a treasure belonging to two helpless orphans whose father was a righteous man. As God's envoy, the servant restored the wall, showing God's kindness by rewarding the piety of the orphan's father. So basically, what is the story saying? Everything appears to be terrible that's going on. And Moses is saying he's questioning him. And Al-Akhdar represents the heart chakra. As you said, the heart chakra is saying you're going to have to let go. You're going to have to let go of what you think you know. You think you got shit figured out. You think you know what box you're supposed to be in. You think you got everybody else figured out. You stuck. You know everything. You don't want to learn nothing else. You stubborn. That is what this story is talking about. And to get to the other side, you're going to have to let some shit go. Something's got to die. Something has to be destroyed. The way has to be opened so that some shit can come out and fertilize the ground. So if you put your occult lens on, when Serena Williams is getting engaged to this white dude, well, what the fuck if they have a baby? Let's just say that's the worst case scenario. Didn't we used to talk about something called a one-drop rule? One drop means you a nigga. 
What is the ultimate goal of an occultist? Destruction. Destruction. So everything that looks one way from your occult mind, I'm not telling you that your human mind is wrong, but if you say you enter this occult, this is a whole different barrel of nuts. Everything, there's this agenda now where they keep putting black women with white men in commercials. Ben putting the black men with the white women in commercials. That started a few years ago, the Cheerios commercial and this and that. Or they might have, they got this new Verizon commercial with a black woman, but it's just, the, the big thing now is putting the black woman with a white man in the commercial. Now, from our black mind, it's like, look at this shit. These dirty bastards. But everything that happens on this side is a damn machete to their neck in the big picture. Go back to Francis Chris Wilson's book, The ISIS Papers. What is the greatest fear? And this shit, she was dead on the money. Genetic annihilation. You got to flip everything. Everything got to be flipped. People killing each other, driving crazy, people losing their minds, it's all good. Because you said you was ready for this shit to be over with. Were you serious when you said that? Do you really mean it? Or are you just angry right now? But you really want to stay in hell. Because hell is familiar. Phone lines are open, 626-414-3535. This is Brother Jamal sitting in for Blackwater, the Meta Magician. Tips and Tricks Tuesday, live on First World Order Radio. Do we understand what occultism really is? It's not another religion. Chime in. Let me know what y'all think, how you feel about this. What's your thoughts? What's your comments? What's your questions? We need both occultism and metaphysics. We need it because just like we need salt and sugar. Salt helps preserve, okay? So we'll say that metaphysics is about the preservation. Sugar, though, brings on fermentation. And fermentation is necessary for the alchemy to occur, which is the transcendence of something rotten and putrid into something higher or something greater. That would be occultism. We need both. So, yes, we do have to wear multiple hats. But but once we do put on that occult hat and we label ourselves as this, you know, the occult, the occult, I'm in that, I'm, you know, I'm down with all that. This is why I stress studying so much. Because you keep pushing your mind. You keep stretching yourself beyond what you thought was, you know, you thought you had it. Six two six four one four three five three five. 
Come on, let me know. Let me know what you're thinking. Friday. Come out. Come out Friday, and we're going to get down on the symbolism. We're going to crack some codes. I'm going to show you how to take a symbol. If you got a business, you starting your business this year, or you already in business, and you want to uh, incorporate some magic into that, we're going to show you how to utilize symbols to create an archetype for your business or for whatever, for your house. That's, you know, people don't, people don't put all these symbols up for nothing. They don't spend all this money to have people sit down and design the right symbol and take it through uh, all these checks and balances before it can be approved for nothing. It's because there's an understanding that there's power in the symbol. So come out. We're going to get into that. A lot of other stuff. Going to bring some books, and it's going to be interactive. We're not going to sit and, you know, just be onlookers. We're going to be doers. We're going to participate. So... Have I pissed everybody off? Have I bored everybody to tears? I don't know. Maybe I did. Go back and listen to it again. The point, let me say this. I am not a champion of, oh, damn. Okay, we done lit up here. We got Houston on the line. What's happening? You open oh, Houston, What's Texas. going on, man? What's going on? It's Chris, man. What's up, Chris? What's going on, man? Nah, man, yeah, definitely man. feeling feeling that, man. Oh, yeah, how you doing, bro? How you doing? Oh, man, everything good, man. Slow motion, but show motion. For so, for so. Ugh. Yeah, man. But um, but yeah, on the on the destruction aspect, and you was uh, talking about the plumb line, and uh, you know, when we was talking about apocalypse, and thinking about the right. big the big crunch and the inhale, and the devour planets. You know, this this building on this concept, like, you know. Symbolically, what, what's your thoughts on on using these symbols um, for the the inhale of, of of Brahma, so to speak? Well, I think any symbol, when you understand it, no, I don't think I know any symbol. Once you understand it, you own it. So, and this is something we're gonna talk about in the class is you take your you can take a symbol and charge it. Let's say there's a there's some very hateful symbols that uh that uh we know about. Okay, now 
if we do the math on it and we learn where these symbols really came from and be like, oh, that's actually my symbol. I can take the symbol, reclaim it. I can recharge it with my intent and my energy, and that symbol becomes mine now. Because that symbol ain't nothing but an archetype. And that archetype is a conglomeration of original thoughts that went into it. And you being an original person, you can do whatever you want to with it. If that makes sense. Indeed. Indeed. What's up, man? All right. All right. Yeah, man. Well, yeah, man. I'm just, just tuning in, man. You know, uh, very interesting, you know, powerful knowledge. Knowledge on here, man. It's it, it's on. Right on, right on. Well, I, I appreciate it, good brother, and uh, I always appreciate appreciate y'all down there. You know, supporting and uh, listening in, man, and uh, you know how it is. You know, stay down till you get up. Uh, really. Alright, brother. Alright, bro. Peace. Alright, let's see. Alright. We got the worldwide web. Peace. Peace. How is everyone this evening? Um going well. No, I'm about Stan, you. Yeah. Pardon me? I said, how you doing? I'm doing fine. And you? Can't complain. Can't complain. No, I'm on board with what you're saying. I had a professor in college, and she would say, um, and it doesn't, I mean, I would hear it, but it didn't really resonate with me until recently. But she would say, Today, because you were talking about the contradictions, you know, this, that, mm-hmm. yin, yang, you know, this contradiction. And she would always say, today, this very moment, this is my truth. Mm. That's what you have to find in an occultist. Today, this very moment, this is my truth. Now, it could change tomorrow. It could change five minutes from now. But right now, this is my truth, and I'm standing in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's authentic because because I because I living in the now. Right, exactly. That was a profound <laughs> statement, and I didn't really catch on to it. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 heavy. That's my that's my. How she say it again? That's my truth as of right now. You said right now, this very moment, this is my truth, and I'm standing on it. Now it can change five minutes from now, ten minutes from now, the next day. But right now, I'm I'm in the now. It's my truth. Mhm, mhm. Yeah, that's that's real right there. Mhm. I think I might have to borrow that. <laughs> you can. <laughs> yeah. Those, those, those are wise words. 
wise, wise words. I have to give Dr. Porter the credit. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I just wanted to share that I thought Amen. about that when you were talking about the contradiction. Mm-hmm. True indeed. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm excited. You know, I'm I might have to too. write the that down. Huh? Write it down. I said I am too. The mm-hmm. vortex is just it's just increasing. It's getting bigger and bigger. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. So the the light, the light is emanating. You know. Mm-hmm. You know. Who knows? Uh, you know what this ancestral realm. Who knows what they're seeing as far as how bright this light is getting. You know, it's got to be an amazing view. You know, I'm just no red peak. Huh? I just said it has to be. This is a light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Mm -hmm. Yes, indeed. All right, Sister Purplus. I'll see you in uh, about three days. Three days. We're gonna get it in. Yeah. So this is this is the this is the lady that y'all wanna reach out to. Any questions, you know. Gloria Webb at MSN dot com. This is the purpleless. Live and direct. <laughs> All right, sister P. I'm gonna catch this Please. next one and uh you be easy and we're gonna talk soon. Okay, peace. Peace. We got another Houstonian on the line. G Money. <laughs> What's going on, Jamal? <laughs> What's up, bro? Oh, nothing much, man. Nothing much. Nothing much. You know, I enjoyed our talk, talk earlier. Always right, up. right, yeah. Good yeah. talk. Um, it's funny, man. Uh. As you was getting into your show, man, uh, first thing you were talking about was somebody, the shit. And it's funny, man, because listen in, man, it's kind of like talking, so we kind of text a little bit back and forth. And just to show how we mm-hmm. first thing popped in our head was thinking about tales from the hood. When the brothers mm. were in <laughs> and they was looking for that cocaine. And he said, uh-huh. they were looking for the shit. And he said, ah, the shit. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny yeah. that they were in the mortuary talking about death. You know what I'm saying? And it ultimately, it's uh-huh. a journey that they go through that he's, you know, he's, he's basically bullcrapping with them the whole time because what he knows is they're dead. Mm-hmm. And but he's giving them these little stories, and then the final finale, they come to realize that they were basically they were dead. So when you were talking about this, is mm-hmm. funny when you said that they were thinking about from the hood at the same time. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Just everything, you know. 
And um, everything is everything, man. Everything is everything, you know. And so it's just confirmation, you know, what you're saying, you know, about when you when you're dealing in, you know, uh, occultism, you know, and also when we're dealing with metaphysics. And like you was explaining so well, you know, the difference between the two, which when you really get down to it, is really not a difference. They're really striving uh-uh. to come and go. You know. Uh-huh. So, uh But yeah, man, it's 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 uh it's just something else, you know, something else. So. Yes. Yeah, all uh, a big mystery, man. Yes. Yeah. My fault. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was. I, Listen to you, man. Listen to you. What you was about to say? Yeah, it it it, it all is a mystery. Uh, um, but uh, you know we that's a whole. I I rec- highly recommend the Sufis mm-hmm. by Idris Shah. Mm-hmm. This book. Idris Shah. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a smoker from the rooter to the tutor. Mm-hmm. It's a smoker. No doubt. Um. And he talks about these four travelers who meet up, mm-hmm. and each one speaking a different language. And one is saying, mm-hmm. I want this in one language, and blah, 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 and they go on and on. And an interpreter mm-hmm. comes up who happens to be able to speak all four languages, and these guys mm-hmm. have gotten into an argument because each one says, I want what I want. And he tells them, each one of y'all is saying grapes in your own language. In your own language. <laughs> All of y'all are asking for grapes Looking for grapes mm-hmm. So uh, Just to Piggyback on what you're saying there You know we uh, Ultimately Ultimately we're pushing For the same thing You know Just for the same thing Just for the same thing And it's like we were talking about earlier About how um, We friends just talking about this, you know, because even the Bible and all these books is contradiction. And I believe, matter of fact, like I said, I know those contradictions, the ancients, they were showing us that's the magic in those contradictions. And mm-hmm. I mean, that's really what it is. That is the magic in those contradictions. We are living mm-hmm. contradictions. Bobby, Bobby said that. That's right. Bobby Hemmings said that. So, oh, oh. so uh, hmm? no, go ahead. I just gonna say, you know, just a just a fact. A woman is a contradiction of a man, and vice versa. And vice versa. Mm-hmm. Every everything's a contradiction. Fact. Mm-hmm. You know? So, but anyway. Yeah, Jay, yeah. Uh, man, you know, being a and a fan, we can go on all day long, man. But uh, I'm sure you got some other callers or whatever, man. But uh, as always, man, just enjoy the show, man. Keep up the great work, man. Great job. And, uh, you know, we'll be talking back soon. So. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, and, yeah, we have to – we say this here. We, we're going to have to get get old uh, Chris New and you. We're going to have to get and, – and, and Francis is going to have to get us uh, a uh, – uh, Nice little conference, conference call going here. Another one, you know. But uh, yeah, I just uh, I appreciate y'all, man, listening in and and and, and participating as well. No doubt, you know we got you, man. Right on. 
All right. Peace out, bro. We'll, we'll holler soon. Peace out, bro. No doubt. All right, y'all. You know, uh, want to thank again First World Order Radio, Dr. Eileen Bay, Princess Kadira, whole First World Order family. want to thank uh, you all, the listeners, for listening and, and not just listening, but for being on the path because your energy is felt. Uh, by all of us, because we're all talking about, again, one energy that is permeating throughout us all. So, uh, again, don't miss out if you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Friday, uh, 7 p.m. at 1705 Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, the inner sanctum will meet and we will be getting in on the topic of symbolism 101. Bring something to write with, bring something to write on, bring an open mind, and be prepared to participate. And uh, I look forward to seeing all of y'all in the place. And as always, stay down till you get up. When you get up, stay down. Peace. The Manifesto. One of the most prolific pens that ever etched words in Papyri and then recited them for kin And those not related except for origin Except my pedigree, my pedagogue began When Sandra met Henry and they became friends Then they became lovers and I was born to win Cause the sun can't be blocked by shade, tint, or brim My garment gold fringe from the neck to the hem So if blood's a problem, just touch, I solve them Green is the glow from the light of my heart The bright of the spark and dissipated nights I embark And serious sparks the dog star appears on the arc Rising in bark so God see and worship afar Kaaba Makaba of the Ah Allah Akbar Planetary, visionary, cosmic, stellar, military, lucid in the sanctuary, caution record, dictionary, masters of the universe, verses like a kilohertz, products of a starburst, we fell from heaven to the earth. As a zeal to the wheels of Ezekiel, Jacob climbed that ladder for the Kundalini snake appeal. Moses made it stand up, you babbling, you laid down. Locked like the heroin, Mary Mag was hollow now. Discipline the egos of these shallow men so 12 can shine bright like a luminant halogen. Run with some super friends, Kalal and X-Men. Signet rings and chrome rims, liquor shots and herb stems. The feeling of knowing your immortality is priceless when your enemy lives in the world of fallacy. My fallacy painted on your canopy. Cautiously approach it, cause my seed will kill your legacy. It's lunacy to think that you could topple me. The parent will again assume the throne is just a prophecy. So probably it's futile to bother me. My people tired of waiting, so we igniting a prodigy. I said my people tired of waiting, so we igniting a prodigy. This is the manifesto, let go, me and my folk finna pull a kick dough. This is the manifesto, let go, let go. This is the manifesto, let go, me and my folk finna pull a kick dough. This is the manifesto, let go, let go. 
This is the manifesto, let go. Me and my folks finna pull a kick, though. This is the manifesto, let go, let go, let go.